Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown Show, a show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change. Today, we're joined by the Director of Bands at Detroit's Cass Technical High School, Marquita Moore. Some people believe you can't go home again. Meaning, basically, if you try to return to a place you remember from the past, it won't be the same as you remember it. That might be true, but after years of teaching and traveling to faraway places, including Kenya and Brazil, Marquita returned to her high school alma mater, Cass Technical High School in Detroit, Michigan, as band director, taking the reins from the very band director who had instructed her. Marquita Moore is a passionate and versatile music educator who's dedicated her time and talent to teaching in Metro Detroit for the past eight years. She participated in research and curriculum development in Afro-Brazilian music and culture during a Fulbright-Hayes group project abroad, which featured travel, cultural exchange, and foreign language acquisition in Brazil in 2018. Marquita also taught high school band in Maru, Kenya in 2019 and was part of rebuilding the music program at Mary McLeod Bethune Elementary Middle School from 2017 to 2019 by leading fundraising efforts for instruments while directing several vocal music and instrumental ensembles. This proud mother of two amazing children is honored and excited to follow in the footsteps of her predecessors by instructing the symphonic, concert, jazz, and marching bands at Cass Technical High School. Marquita, welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. How are you today? I'm doing really well, Michelle. Thanks for having me on. You know, I'll tell you, it's like... uh, a small world. Like, I've known you for a while. I knew you were a musician. I kind of sort of followed you in some things, you know, on and off. You know how we do with this social media stuff. I knew you were at Cast Tech. Followed that, you know. Hey, Cast Tech alumni. <laughs> all right, all right. Class of 96 over here. All right. But, you know, the thing that's so funny is, like, I'm in Atlanta, right? And I had, uh-huh. I had got there before, the night before this conference, and... My friend Mary Ann, she said, you know, we need something to, like, bring people to order. And she said, how about some music? So she said, I'm going to call a friend of mine who plays, I believe it's the trombone, have her come in playing Lift Every Voice. So it was like, so like, you know, we started up. It was just, like, really amazing. And so when they took the break, I walked up to her and I said, you know, 
you're playing, you know, a horn instrument, you're playing the trombone, that's really incredible. I know this woman in Detroit, I said she has a band, she plays, she plays a trumpet, you know, she plays a guitar, she does all that, and she said, Marquita Moore. And I'm going like, yeah, yeah, you know, and I said, yeah, Marquita Moore, she said, I know Marquita. Oh, wow. And, okay. Uh, I know her last name was DeVoe, and she and her wife, her wife does, like, holistic um, medicine. And she also yeah, is into music. Yeah. I mean, and it was like, you know, and it was like so, so amazing to me that, you know, what a small world it is. It is. And that you two knew each other. <laughs> you know, now, Okay. We often think when people think, you know, they go like, oh, I play the piano, I play this, that, and the other. And, you know, these are the, the cute, the cute instruments. You're up there uh-huh. playing, you're rocking your trump, your trumpet, you know. Um, how did you choose that as, and I know you play more than one instrument, how, but how did you get into a trumpet? Well, um... Well, I'm a product of the Detroit public school system. Yay. <laughs> and, and yes, and, and back in um, the 80s when I was, I, I was in elementary school, we had a lady come around, I believe it was in fifth grade, and she was the band teacher. And she came around and she gave this, this little uh, test to see how, um, you know, if we had any musical aptitude. So it was kind of like a, we had to, to clap rhythms, we had to sing pitches, we had to do some musical things, really. It was a short, short little test. And uh, she would come back a week later with the list of people who should be, who should learn a band instrument. Hmm. And so I was on that list, and when she came back, she said, well, okay, what, she went down the line, what instrument would you like to play? And as a 10-year-old, I hadn't really thought about that before. Um, and the only thing that came to me in my mind was um, a scene in the book of Revelations in the Bible where Gabriel and the angels played their trumpets unto the Lord. Hmm. And so I said, that's it. I'll play the trumpet. Give me a trumpet. You know, I, I never, I had never, you know, even thought about playing a trumpet before, but that was the only thing that came to mind when I was asked the question. And um, it just took off from there. Um, as a as a ten year old, I was like arranging music off the radio and bringing it to class the next day for the kids to play, and uh, it was kind of like destiny for me to um, to to be in the position that I am right now. But that's where it all started. Started in at McKinney Elementary in Detroit, Michigan. Who you know. You had to have something, you know, in order to, about music. Were there other musicians in your family? Um, my mom took piano lessons as a child. Um, she had wanted to, to take up the violin, but her parents didn't really want to listen to a child learning to play the violin, so mm-hmm. they kept her on the piano. She took, she took many, many years of piano lessons. Um, but she didn't become a, you know, she didn't really stick with it as an adult. And my dad didn't, he, he doesn't play anything um, either. So, but they were really supportive and they were big fans of music and they had a huge record collection that inspired me um, that had, you know, 
all of the top bands and the popular bands from the 70s and 80s in this collection and, and the horn arrangements in those um, in those recordings really just sparked something in me to, to pursue the trumpet. Mm. So yeah, people like Earth, Wind and Fire, Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Chase, Chuck Mangione, all these others um, uh, with these nice horn arrangements on top of the pop songs, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, it's funny because I often tell, like, in my father's side of the family, like, they had teachers, they had ministers, and they had a couple of musicians. And um, who, you know, unfortunately, I didn't really get to know them. But I know that I remember at one family reunion getting to talk to one of them who was trying to encourage somebody to take up an instrument and after trying out my ear he suggested that I get a baton okay (laughs) (laughs) which wasn't really wasn't really quite what I had in mind but you know that's just the way it is so you stuck with it I mean often like kids you know they might take a, a instrument in school but then as an adult like they let it go you mm-hmm. continued, you know, in in music. Like you also play the guitar. What else do you play besides guitar and your trumpet? Uh, I I play the bass. I'm pretty much I can play any brass wind instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, I can teach any you know I can teach beginning levels of all woodwinds and string instruments. Uh, <laughs> about that um so and, and a little piano mm-hmm. a little piano as well so I pretty much I can pretty much play anything so once you, you once you got into the trumpet I mean you know and you and you weren't you know playing it like the angels but you played it in your own way that became your your primary instrument Yes, I became my primary instrument. I took that, um, I played it at Cast Tech. Uh, I got a trumpet scholarship mm. to go to Kentucky State University, um, and I played trumpet there, studied at the college level for two years, and, um, and I eventually ended up graduating from Wayne State um, at, with trumpet as my primary instrument. Uh, with a bachelor's in music education. Now, like I said, you know, I'm an African-American woman. <laughs> okay, like I said, I, I was amazed here was somebody else. I'm not, I wasn't surprised that you knew each other. But how many black women are there who are playing, you know, uh, a horn instrument? I mean, are you like a minority? Are, is, are there many of you? I would say we're definitely a minority. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and it's and as far as black, you know, black women who stick with it, there are a few more in school, you mm-hmm. know, in college or in high school. But as far as uh, adults, black women playing horns, um, there's not a not a lot, not a lot. Um, and I'm hoping to hoping to change that. Um, by encouraging more students, high school level, to get involved in the 
pick, now, up, pick up a band instrument. Mm-hmm. Now, you stayed in education, but did you ever think about, you know, I mean, we've had some amazing women who have gone on and had musical careers. I'm thinking like Regina Carter, Galen McKinney. I mean, we have all these great jazz people. Did you ever think about wanting to have a career in music, like jazz or pop? Um, not necessarily as a performer. I always saw my, my main career as an educator. Um, so I'm more, um, more, that's more my area of specialty. And while I can pretty much play everything, you know, I, I don't have the, that, like, superstar ability mm-hmm. on, you know, anything. Although I'm pretty, I'm a pretty good trumpet player. <laughs> <laughs> but you did play with, and that, and I and I also had the pleasure of seeing you play with your group, Elemental Meaning, which I like oh, that, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the mess, um, the name Elemental Meaning, you know, I know what it means, but how did you guys come up with that? And what happened? I mean, are you still playing? Uh, well, Elemental Meaning did retire um, in 2018, um, but we we were we were together for about 10 years, mm-hmm. from 2008 to 2018, and uh, the main the main parts of the band were myself and my violinist Ian Tran. Uh, so he and I wrote. The, you know, we wrote the majority of the music and performed a lot together as uh, as kind of a duo. We did do some we did, we did do some full band performances as well, but um, Ian and I were like the primary uh, parts of the band. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we we came up with that name, Elemental Meaning, because we wanted to we wanted to get to the heart of of the matter, whatever the matter was. We wanted to get to the the source, the source of joy, the source of truth, the source of happiness. Um, we wanted to try to reach that somehow in our music. And uh and so that's what that's what elemental meaning was about. And um last year, uh last yeah, this past summer, I was able, I was fortunate enough to travel to Kenya to um, teach high school band for two and a half weeks at a school in, a high school in Meru, Kenya. How did that come about? Uh, well, that came about, I was asked to um, join a trip with Ed Quick, who is a retired Detroit Public School music teacher, and he's been traveling um, to Kenya every year for the past four years to help develop a band program at um, the Bliss High School in Meru, Kenya. Bliss is an acronym for the Bishop Lowy and Matthew Secondary School. And so he was part of a team that had gone over um, four years ago to begin establishing this high school band program there. And so they they go back every summer, and he takes a he takes a new team with him every summer, a new team of teachers. So I was asked to go this summer, and uh, I got my hands on a guitar there, uh, 
and I was able to teach the kids at the school um, one of my elemental meaning songs and I got to uh, teach it to them and perform it with them one morning um, before school started. So it was really, it was an incredible experience to have uh, 500 Kenyan students singing my song that I wrote, <laughs> it's called Three Chords. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had this, I had 500 Kenyan students singing about joy, truth, and love. Mm-hmm. And it was an incredible experience. It was definitely the highlight of the trip for me. And it was such an amazing way to connect with those kids. Um, so yeah, it's, it's uh, even though the, the Elemental Meaning Band isn't um is no longer you know together the music is still living on when you i mean i'm I'm sure that you're aware of yourself but when you got there i mean we hear a lot of things about africa i mean and yeah you do hear some you know you hear music but were you surprised not only that there were 500 kids but also that i mean there's such a rich culture of african music but they embraced the song that you brought you brought with you that you had written that they mm-hmm. embraced it and just you know made it their own yes yes they were so you know i had i have never really in my career experienced um such an openness and a willingness and a desire to learn uh these students were hungry for everything that we had to share with them uh and they were just completely like you know they were just completely absorbed by everything we had to say and you know coming from dps it's it's not always like that in the classroom okay it's not like that in the classroom (laughs) you know at the time Mm -hmm. i had been an elementary middle school teacher and it was in a building that was not um not easy it was very challenging um so then i go to Africa and I and these kids are like completely silent and a- absolutely listening to every word that we had to say and then they worked constantly mm. you know they didn't really take a break you know they're always practicing always improving always trying to get better um you know because they don't take they don't take their education for granted they don't take these opportunities that they get for granted they they know that there's a way out and education is the way out and so they're constantly trying to learn as much as they possibly can Mm. and so you know i had about 10 minutes with them but i taught that to taught them you know the part their parts on this song and then you know i taught them for about seven or eight minutes and then we sang through sang through the song and uh that was it um, but they were there, and they were there with me, and they were singing along. It was just incredible. Mm-hmm. So you also participated in um, a research curriculum development in Afro-Brazilian music and culture. What was mm-hmm. that about? So in um, the in was July of 2018, mm-hmm. I was uh, a I was a participant in a Fulbright group project abroad mm-hmm. to Brazil. Wow. So I, I got to travel with 15 Detroit area teachers, 
and uh, administrators to Brazil, and our task was to develop a uh, curriculum in our area of specialization. So we had teachers from every discipline go on this trip. We had um, arts teachers, music teachers, dance teachers, a science teacher, you know, a foreign language. We had a social studies, special ed. We, we had, you know, all, all fields were represented. And um, we had some administration administrators as well. And so I, I got the music teacher spot. And um, while I was there, I, I was able to study with um, various community leaders and uh, master musicians to learn about the culture and um, the music. And so I developed this curriculum based on what I learned spending a month in Brazil. We're primarily in the northeast of Brazil, primarily Salvador, um, which you may know that's the place where the largest amount of African slaves were mm-hmm. um, taken. So the, there's a very, very rich African uh, heritage that is mixed with the indigenous people heritage and then also the uh, the uh, um, Portuguese colonizers mm-hmm. so you have those you have this rich mixture and I, I had an incredible time there learning about the music and the culture and and I wrote a I wrote a little curriculum about it and then a grant opportunity came up um, a few months into the into the last school year and I wrote a proposal based on one of my uh, one of my little units in this um, Afro-Brazilian curriculum, and the unit was about the samba reggae style of, of uh, Afro-Brazilian drumming, and so I, I wrote about that and I started implementing it in my classroom and I shot video of my students learning about it, and I ended up winning the grant, and the grant um, was a four thousand dollar award that it allowed me to purchase the classroom set of Afro-Brazilian drums so that I could uh, continue with the project. Wow. Uh, I bet you, did you ever think, you know, I mean, because you said, you know, you thought education was going to be, you know, your niche, but did you ever think that it would take you, you know, to these different parts of the world? I never, I I didn't really think that at all, no. Mm -hmm. No, um... So I'm, I'm, I actually really love that. Uh, if I could, I would probably um, go back and, and do a, do some ethnomusicology study uh, because I, I love the study of cultures and their music, um, especially the, the African diaspora. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I absolutely loved that I, was able to go to Brazil um, and do this academic work and develop this, you know, curriculum, and then it turned into something that I was able to actually bring back to the kids in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. is this really inspiring, and I'm looking forward to doing more, uh, more, you know, research and curriculum development work. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we're going to take our first break here. And when we, okay. we come back, you know, they say you can't go home again, but you did. So we'll be right back here on Collections uh-huh. by Michelle Brown. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com. back here on Collections by Michelle Brown, and I'm speaking with Marquita Moore. And I'm going to tell you, when I left Cass, <laughs> I, I, I said, you know, I'm done. I'm out. I was happy. And I don't think I, when I went back, I think it was in 1992, we were recruiting, talking to students about being engaged in a summer youth program called Detroit Summer. And I mean, it was just like, Wow, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. But um, you know how they say, like I said, when, when Ian does it, you can't go back again. But not only did you go back, you went, you left as a student and you came back. And, you know, how did that feel when that opportunity came up to go back to your high school and bring all this knowledge that you had to students who at one time, you've been one of those students. Mhm. I tell you, it it was a dream come true. It was a dream come true. Um, I remember being a sixteen-year-old high school kid sitting in that band room, um, being so moved by the music that I was making and experiencing with my classmates, and the teaching that I was receiving from the faculty there. That I knew that this was what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, as a high school student. And I, I knew that CAS was where I wanted to do it. But, you know, I didn't, I, I knew it wasn't going to happen right away, and it may not even happen at all. But um, that's, that was a feeling that I had as a, as a teenager in the band room at CAS Tech. So when the, when the opportunity came up to interview for the position, uh, you know, I went for it with everything I had, and um, you know, I had I had built a pretty strong reputation and had um, quite a few experiences by then, and a lot of experience under my belt. So uh, it was determined that I was the one for the job. So that's it's it, it's been a ride so far. Um, we're going into November. I started on uh, August 26th. So, uh, it's, 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 it's hard work. It's hard work, but I'm happy to do it. It's still my dream job. And, um, I'm excited about building and growing the program and, uh, getting the numbers back to where they were when I was a student there. Did you hear from any of your 
your teachers who maybe remembered you or or knew that you probably had been in their class did you hear from any of them when it was announced that you had you had gotten this position um well my my i took over for my old teacher wow so miss sharon allen uh was is a former band director and she had been there i believe for 28 years so she taught me uh from 92 to 96 so um and she was she she's been uh pretty supportive in helping me get acclimated to the position um but i i haven't seen any other teachers that i had Mm -hmm. that because you know that was quite a while ago Mm uh so um so yeah i uh i have heard from a lot of other area band directors and other teachers and you know everybody is so supportive and everybody really just wants to see the program succeed so i have a lot of a lot of people in my corner helping out when you when you walk i mean she passed the baton but how did that feel i mean you know was there a moment when you went back you had a moment of being that 16 year old marquita going like oh my god you know <laughs> like i, I better yes. not mess up <laughs> yes mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely but it, it kind of you know it just kind of felt like you know this is this is mine mm-hmm. you know so I, while i was nervous um I also felt like it was kind of destiny mm-hmm. at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Now, you also, um, that Music Education Innovator Award, mm-hmm. was that the $4,000 or was that something different? From yes, the Give a Note Foundation. $4,000 award, yes, from the, that was from the uh, Give a Note Foundation. Mm-hmm. And they hold a yearly um grant competition for the the music educator innovation innovative award innovator award Mm -hmm. and i think now they are i don't know how many awards they're giving now um last year they gave out nine awards to um different teachers so that was that was nine teachers who got to put four thousand dollars back into their classroom for some innovative project that we came up with and you, so now, that's the, that was a $4,000 mm-hmm. award for the Afro-Brazilian mm-hmm. curriculum. And you know, we here, I mean, I mean, because it used to be like in school, that's where you had a lot of the arts and things, but now we hear how many schools are suffering. That, that, that was the thing that took the chopping block, you know, the arts, mm-hmm. music, and all like that. Do you see that? Are resources really tight or... Is there still a core uh, group of educators and people in administration who recognize how important it is, who are trying to help you find this funding to do this? Well, with with DPS, I'm gonna say that that you know DPS went through 20 or 30 years of uh, financial mismanagement and cutbacks. Our government cut funding and like you said arts is the first thing to go um and it had gotten to the point where um instrumental music was nearly wiped out Mm. on the elementary middle school level 
in Detroit public schools. And so what that ended up, the, the result of that was that there were barely, you know, there were barely any students to populate the high school band programs. Um, so there were only a few of those that were, you know, still going and thriving. Uh, so a few, I think two or three years ago, um, the new superintendent mandated that we would get arts and art and music back in every elementary middle school in DPS. And so they are working towards that. So finally now they're putting money and, uh, you know, resources back into schools at the elementary middle school level, which will then enable the high school programs to grow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when there, when there were so few students, the, the high school programs shrank and the quality went down. So we're now in the rebuild stage. Mm-hmm. And it has to happen from, you know, the elementary middle school level up from there. Now, you so know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic mm-hmm. that, the, that the superintendent uh, and the people in charge of curriculum and development for DPS will continue to uh, give these resources to and uh, supports to the arts programs. I'm, I'm feeling optimistic about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know the state is trying to um, uh, remove the arts, curric- the fine arts uh, curriculum requirement from high school students due to the teacher shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't, I don't know that that's the right solution. In fact, I, I think that's terrible. That's a terrible solution to say that, well, uh, we can't find these teachers. Well, we're here. Mm-hmm. We're here. You know, there are other things that need to happen to make this profession more attractive to people who, you know, spend years and years and, and, and many dollars in school earning degrees you know, and only to be given a, a, a substandard salary and, you know, uh, treatment as well, but we're not going to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, back in the day, okay, I mean, there was cast. You know, the gold standard. <laughs> no bias, you know. There, there was cast. <laughs> and, you know, and you look at so many people who, particularly in the arts, if they were from Detroit, they went to Cass, you know, mm-hmm. and then there was Renaissance, yeah, and then there's a school for the performing arts. Do you find that as we've expanded all of these schools, has that like sort of like diminished it? Do you see like, you know, will we one day, I was at uh, Ruth Ellis singing, what was her name? Hmm. I can't think. Lily Tomlin was there. Lily Tomlin mm-hmm. was there, and she was talking about, you know, and of course, you know, uh, how who Diana Ross. She talked about other people who, you know, who like this collection of entertainers who had the Detroit link, and their link had been like Cass. Is that ever going to? Do you see that like coming back, or will it be that we'll ha- still have great entertainers coming out of Detroit? which we, you know, unfortunately seem to export a lot of great entertainers, 
but will they be coming from a variety of schools not that that like that one spot um yeah uh DSA is very, they got some, some very, very strong students at the Detroit School of Arts. Uh, one of the one of the students, I believe, just won a Tony Award. Mm. Or, you know, so they, 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 they have a lot of, there's a lot of talented, there are a lot of talented people. Uh, you know, and I think that everything just boils down to, goes back to, um, music and art at the elementary middle school level and once that starts to flourish again then more kids will go into that in the high school level and then we'll put put more out from various schools mm-hmm. but I mean I'm sure Cass will probably still be uh, you know the top producer because it's it's just you know statistics we we have 2500 students mm-hmm. we're the largest school in the district um the biggest programs mm-hmm. so so the marching band okay i know many schools have marching band is there a friendly competition do you guys work together and share resources uh well yeah we do have we do have competition um <laughs> We, we we are very competitive. Uh, we haven't had a, a a battle of the bands this school year yet for CAS, but we do have one coming up on February 21st mm-hmm. at, uh, I believe it's Second Ebenezer Baptist Church over on the east side. They're holding a big college fair, and one of the events they're having is a battle of the bands. And uh, actually... While I have you on, I can tell you some of the schools that I'm hoping will show up to to battle with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we will see Oak Park High School, Ecourse High School, River Rouge High School, Detroit Edison, South Building and T, Chandler Park, and Harper Woods. I'm hoping all of the all of those bands come out to our next battle. Uh, an entertaining and lively experience. Um, so that's on February 21st at Second Avenue the Baptist Church over on the east side. Okay. Now, um, okay. As far as sharing resources, uh-huh. um, what the, one of the things I love about being now a teacher in, Detroit, in the Detroit public school system is that there is a large network of teachers who I can call um, for advice, uh, I can call for uh, maybe I need to borrow an instrument. Mm. I can call for uh, curricular resources. Um, so, so that's something that I hadn't had before I became a teacher for DPS. Mm. I had been working in charter school districts, and in these charter schools, the arts were kind of like a last. You know, they, they were a second thought. They weren't prioritized, they weren't um, given resources, and the teacher was kind of just thrown in the deep end and said, here's 700 kids, here you go, <laughs> do, do what you can do, mm-hmm. there's a room and maybe a keyboard, uh, good luck. Mm. So, so I can say that having a network of teachers to communicate with and to learn from has been um, a really great thing. And, um, 
I'm, we're all pretty, we're all very collegial. We work together and we're trying to do everything we can for the kids. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that, you know, and we're going to go into this a little bit more in the next segment, but the 2020 National Memorial Day Parade, how did mm -hmm. they get on your radar? And um, is Cast, the Cast Tech Marching Band the only one who's hoping to be participate in that from this area? Oh, well... The Cass Technical High School Marching Band was nominated by Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib yeah. to participate Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, in mm -hmm. the uh, 2020 National Memorial Day Parade. And uh, we accepted the invitation, so we are going. Um, as far as I know, we are the only band representing the state of Michigan. Um, I have to double check that, but it's the last time I checked, we were the, the only band representing Michigan. So that's exciting. Um, how many young people are in the band? Right now we have about 45 students, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 45 students. So I'm, I'm, my goal is to double the size of the, of the band students at CAST in my first year. So if we had, I believe we had 35 kids who were in the music curriculum with band as their, uh, air special, you know, their area, mm -hmm. I want to get at least 70 of those by fall 2020, mm -hmm. 70 band students. Um, and then keep growing from there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we, we are going to the national Memorial day parade and, um, a few weeks back, Senator Bernie Sanders had a rally at Cass Tech, and uh, Rashida Tlaib spoke there as well. And um, and in Oregon, and the marching band performed for the rally. Mm -hmm. And in organizing the performance, um, it, it the, the Bernie Sanders campaign found that we were raising money to go to D.C. So they. Um, they offered, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders offered to help us offset that cost by, they donated $5,000 to our trip to D.C. Mm -hmm. And then Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib matched that. So we, we uh, that in that, for that one performance raised $10,000 towards our trip, which the trip has a, a $30,000 price tag. So we're doing some heavy fundraising between now and uh, April next year. Okay, well, we're going to take a second break. We I want to talk a little bit more about what's needed to get you there, what people will see. So we'll be right back. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode.
And we're back here with Marquita Moore. Marquita, okay, first of all, a marching band. Now, we've seen, I think, movies. I know there's a commercial. I mean, are you just, like, marching? Is there that whole, like, um, theatrical sort of a thing that, that we've seen, like, that you see on oh, television? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a, it's a whole production. Mm -hmm. um, you have the band which consists of the, the instrumentalists and the, the percussion section, right? So you have the horns, and then you have the percussion. And then you also, we also have auxiliary teams. We have the majorettes, which if you were marching, I guess you were, your parent or your teacher would have given you a baton to be on the majorette team. <laughs> but they, they do fantastic work. You know, they spin that baton, they throw it up in the air, they spin around, they catch it, they do dance moves with it, it's choreographed, it's amazing. Um, we also have uh, a flag squad, um, and, you know, they twirl the flags um, in, in se sequence to the music that we're playing. And then we have also a group of, a dance team called the Sophisticated Ladies, and they also add a lot of... Um, pizzazz and sparkle to our performances so and then the band itself does a lot of dancing and chanting and you know it's really it's really quite uh an amazing thing to watch it so, takes a lot of energy so do you, do you have a team working with you with, with you you know who's who's choreographing the dancing and you know showing people how to yeah. Uh -huh. Absolutely, because I'm not the one that's going <laughs> any kind of dance move. Um, so we we do. We have uh, we have Megan Miller who's coaching uh, the flag squad, and we have Tiffany Hudson co coaching the sophisticated ladies, and the majorettes are um, currently being coached by two students, two senior students, Brianna Barton and Heaven Simpson coaching the majorette so yeah with with those folks and then uh, within the band we have leaders as well who take charge of what dance routines we're going to do what music would sound best for what occasion and you know and so they we just basically when we based on whatever performance we're being asked to give we um you know tailor our, our performance to whatever is required at that time. So what kind of, of music would you be looking at for a Memorial Day parade? So for the Memorial Day parade, we're going to prepare, uh, we're going to prepare some patriotic music. Mm -hmm. um, we already do America the Beautiful. Um, we're going to add a few others. We're going to do Lift Every Voice and Sing. Um, we'll also do some, some Detroit favorites, like Hello Detroit. Mm. Uh, we'll do, do an Aretha mix. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll do some, some parade tunes. And be, there will be some other ones that we throw in as well. Um, but, yeah, mostly mostly patriotic and, and, and Detroit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do you think that... Okay, so... What is the age range of the students who are are performing? Are you just taking like the seniors? Or are you taking every, from every age group in high school? Yes, um, ninth through twelfth. Um, so actually, this year our senior class is 
I think we had 15 seniors out of the 45 students in the band. So the, the majority of the band is underclassmen. Um, so yeah, we take all, take all grades. Mm-hmm. Will this be your first road trip? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to be my first road trip. I guess it's, it's, uh, I guess under regular circumstances, a spring trip would be, um, would make a lot of sense to be a, a program's first trip, a first big trip. But uh, two weeks into the school year, we traveled nine hours north to Houghton, Michigan, to perform at the uh, um, the Northern Michigan, no, the Michigan Technological University's uh, parade of. They had a, a culture, a different, a celebration of different cultures. And we headlined their parade. It's escaping me the name of the parade right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did that the first, that, that was two weeks into the school year. And then a month after that, we traveled down to Tennessee State University for their homecoming uh, celebrations. And so we marched in their homecoming parade and we took part in their pep rally and uh, other fun things that were happening down there. We, we got to hang out with the Tennessee State University aristocrat of bands, a 200-plus member marching band that was amazing to to sit in the same room with, um, and we also were able to watch them perform at their halftime game, which was just incredible. So that was that was an amazing experience. So uh, this trip to D.C. will be our third trip of the school year. I mean, you really had to hit the ground running, didn't you? I, yeah, oh, this tra- this was a high-speed train that was rolling full speed. I just jumped off, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Everything was in motion, you know, what, when I started. So I'm, I'm kind of just keeping it rolling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I know that besides Congressman Tlaib and Senator Sanders, I mean, there's a lot of other... Cast Tech alumni who are now into um, music and things. I mean, like, I know that Lily Tomlin has been in and out of, out of here for a while. Um, you've got um, Jack White, all these other people. Have you heard from any of them as far as supporting this getting you to the National Memorial Day Parade? I have not heard from them yet. But I haven't started the full press of the uh, fundraising just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that that is about to kick in the full gear where where I reach out and um, we, we we get the rest of this money raised for this trip. We have seventeen thousand left to raise. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the band is also doing some performances to um, raise money as well. So. Yeah, we're we're getting ready to go into to full court press mode on the fundraising end uh, because my my goal is to make this trip to DC um, one that is a zero cost trip to our families because mm-hmm. um, uh, our families don't have a lot of money uh, to spend on these trips and um, uh, I I just want I know we've gone on two already mm-hmm. so you know to add a third I was uh, hoping to do everything I could to get that cost that that trip cost down to zero so that they could just worry about you know a couple of meals and and spending money 
how what does it mean to the young people who are in the band to know that you did this you know that you're a cast tech alumni you were in the band and then also that that then you're able to share all those other experiences that you've had what does it mean to them to sort of have you there not only as their their director but you know almost like a role model in where this can take you Well, I wish I had one of them here to answer that question for you because, I mean, I, it has not, you know, transitions are not easy. Um, And this one certainly hasn't been uh, a walk in the park. Um, You know, the the students, the prior prior director was here for almost 30 years. So the students have a very deep bond with her and a, a, a close relationship with her and then you know I'm sort of the opposite personality type mm. so they were kind of shocked by you know my methodology and you know my my style and they at first I don't think they believed that they could achieve uh, you know the same level of, of excellence under my direction but I think now that um that as we're getting to know each other more and that uh, they're, you know, starting to accept that they, that they have a new teacher and, you know, that we can do the same things and even more with the new teacher, that things are starting to smooth out and uh, go a little better now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, they're, they're grateful uh, and that they're thankful, and that they're that they're um, accepting and, and happy, and, we're, and ready and willing to, to work, so that we can continue to make Cas Tech be the school that it has been for many, many, many years. Many years before uh, me, many years before my teachers. You know, so we we have we have a huge legacy to live up to. So on top of all of this, I mean, which, which you know, sometimes people will be surprised. It's like, you're a mother. You've got two kids. What do they think as they sit back and they're watching, you know, where you're you're going with your music, how important music is into your life, uh, you've, the travels that you, you've brought, you've been able to go to and do. What What do they think as they sit back and watch you? What do my own kids think? <laughs> well, uh, I I think that I I'm an inspiration to them. Um, they see, they have seen where we've come from. Mm-hmm. You know, my 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 kids are twins, and they'll be turning eighteen in two months. Mm-hmm. So uh, they they they've seen the struggle. And, and they see now um, the reward. And it took a while to get here. It took, you know, being a single mom, taking kids who, you know, when they, when they were in elementary and say school was closed or somebody was sick, well, I dragged them to class with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I, had, I, had a ta- I had a tag along crew many days of undergrad at Wayne State. Um, 
but they saw, I think they see my determination and they see my, um, my perseverance. Are either of them and, musicians? Uh, yeah, they, they're both fantastic musicians. Uh, my daughter, Kita plays violin and she sings and she plays ukulele. Ah. Uh, she's just an amazing, amazingly intelligent person and artist as well. She's just a phenomenal artist. But, uh, and then my son as well, he plays um, upright bass and sousaphone mm-hmm. um, in the marching band. My daughter also plays the marimba in the marching band, and she just started a, an additional uh, percussion ensemble where she's playing marimba. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're fantastic musicians. Um, you know, so I, I, I mean, they, they seem happy. They seem happy and they're getting ready. They're getting excited about college life. Um, my daughter's thinking about going into education. Uh, my son's thinking about engineering and law. Wow. wow. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. When I was in Atlanta, I met um, Angela. This is Angela Davis. And she's down there. Um, and she place the ukulele and so when you said that I'm going to have to be sure and send you her contact information because I mean we were down there and I never knew (laughs) yeah I never knew I think I forget how many ukuleles she has she is a ukulele uh griot collective she teaches um and she had I was at their house she has like everything from a soprano to a baritone um, a ukulele and can tell you all nice. kinds of things about it. It's just amazing. She even showed me how to play one chord. But, you know, okay, but, okay. but I mean, I never knew about the ukulele as that. And then how, what a great instrument it is. And then she told me about hmm, someone else who, who did a lot of children's songs whose name escapes me and one of the things that people thought that she was playing a guitar but no she was playing a baritone ukulele Mm -hmm. so i'm going to make sure that i connect you two because if ever your daughter gets an opportunity to go down there i'm sure this would be someone who she would enjoy talking to about that instrument so um did they take to music as quickly and easily as you did, or was it like, did you not want to like push them and let them let them decide that they wanted to be musicians? Uh, yeah, they they really took to it. Um, mm-hmm. we always had their their dad and I both played guitar. I was playing guitar and singing and trumpet, and you know, so they were always surrounded by instruments and music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I. I think when they were in uh, fourth or fifth grade, I had there was a program at Wayne State for elementary students called the String Project at Wayne, and uh, I was able to uh, sign them up for that. And I had I said, you know, that I'm a band person, like you know, I'm into trumpets and trombones and sousaphones and tubas and things like that but I wanted my kids to learn a string instrument. 
so I started my daughter on um, violin, and my son chose to to learn the upright bass, string bass. So that's where they started their string training, and uh, it was really it was a really nice program, and then they ended up uh, continuing to continuing their their instrument studies at Ferndale, mm-hmm. which is where they'll be graduating from Ferndale High School. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk to, if you were to talk to parents, and you know, I say that, I often tell people that I think that one of the, the people, and although I didn't follow up on the instrument, one of the people who was really important to me, and who, who gave me a different perspective on life, was, and actually I know one not, I mean I started out in Catholic school, it was Sister Rose Carmel, who was our music teacher, but it was like that world of music that she opened up to me is something that I value and I carry with me to this day. I'm always listening for new types of music and from different countries and musical influences and think about music often sometimes even when I'm writing. But now, you know, sometimes you don't see parents talking about that. You know, it used to be like I knew most of my peer group so at one point in time, it had a piano in the house, you know what I mean, or or been to that. What do you say now, if you were going out at, because, you know, you talked about getting kids in elementary, middle school. If you go out to them, how do you encourage parents to see, yes, that STEM is important, but your kids need that balance that music and the arts bring to them, and how to get kids to sort of go like, okay, Video games are wonderful, but the joy you can get from playing a ukulele. What what message do you would you give to parents? I would tell parents that music is for me it's essential. And music education, music in the public school system, it's just a part of creating a, a, a human who is well-rounded and um, sensitive and able to um, learn and adapt and grow artistically. Uh, a person doesn't have to grow up to be a musician, but the the things that you learn from um from learning an instrument, the discipline that you learn, the the, the practice um, skills that you learn, and you know the the, the skills that are acquired in, in performing can can take you can transfer those into every other area of life. And so, um, you know, I I. I think that parents should support the arts whenever they can um, as far as keeping them in schools and making sure that um, you're putting people in office who who care about the arts and who care about making sure that they're that they stay and that they're funded and supported and, and increased and you know improved um, it's just it's 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 part of a making a, a well-rounded uh, human being, a person who's like 
sensitive to different cultures, different styles, different everything. I just, I just feel like the arts are, you know, you can't just live off of English and math alone. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 you need more to that to life in life. And I, you know, um, you know, you touched on it, but you know, how significant, how important, and how hopeful did it make you to see that here, two people on a national level, and I'm hoping that it will hit into Michigan, but uh, uh, at a state level. But here you had a senator, a congresswoman, both who got it, who who did more than just talk about, oh yeah, schools are important, we got to support our you. Both of them sat down and wrote the check. Um, and when, you know, hopefully, you know, if I'm being political, but we know we do need to have some changes as it comes from education from the top down. Um, how, how, was was that good for you to hear? Did you did it add to lift the burden of, of the weight that you have to carry to get people to like give tax dollars to re put put you know the arts and music back in school to have people of that caliber you know get on board? Yeah, that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That was phenomenal, and it wasn't something that I was like actively seeking out at the time. I was just telling the story of the band. Um, I was telling the story that, you know, we don't have uniforms right now, formal band uniforms, um, because that's a $30,000 expense. Uh, So we're gonna have to fundraise for that. And I was telling them that, well, first we're trying to get to DC, another $30,000 expense. And then I was telling them that a lot of our instruments are worn down or broken or duct taped together. Mm. So, you know, I was just telling the story of the band and they said, okay, we want to help. We want to, we want to do something positive to, um, keep, keep this band going. And so they decided to donate that money. Um, and, you know, that was just incredible to have happen. Uh, and it made me really hopeful that many others will do the same. Well, and now, <laughs> as we come into end, how can many others, and I know there's a huge Cast Tech Alumni Association, I can tell you I can how many different states I have been to and had someone either come up to me and say they were from Michigan and they went to Chaos or they had a cousin or somebody who went to Chaos and no, I don't know all of them. You know, I said, you know, Chaos has been around a long time. (laughs) But I mean, this Chaos Tech Alumni Association and the friends and family of, how can they get behind and support the marching band? Oh, there's so many ways, so many ways to support the band. Um, if you like to write a check, you can write a check to Cass Technical High School. And then in the memo of the check, you can write band to DC. Or, uh, so that's one way you can do it if you like to, if you like to write a check. Um, if you're in the digital age uh, and you want to go the PayPal route, the Cast Tech Alumni Association has a PayPal link on their website where you can also go to um, give a direct donation to the band program. If you go to their website, I believe it's casttechalumni.org. And then on there, you can... 
uh, find where it says giving or a donation and go to that page and you'll find their uh, PayPal link for giving a direct donation. Yep, it's their website is castechalumni.org. Um, another thing you can do is you can donate directly to the uh, Marching Band Parent Booster Association. Um, and that is called the Cast Tech Marching Band Parent Association. And that group has both a PayPal and a Cash App. Mm-hmm. If you do PayPal, um, that would be, let's see, hold on. Oh, if you do PayPal and you want to send it to the Band Parent Booster Association, the email for that would be CTMB Parent Associ- at gmail.com. So uh, CTMB Parent, and then part of the word association, ASSOC, at gmail.com. That's the Band Parent PayPal. Or if you're fancy and you have Cash App, you can. <laughs> You can you can cash out the Band Parent Association at uh, dollar sign CTMB Marching Band, all one word. So those are the many ways. You can also write a check to either of those three. Like I said, you can write a check directly to the high school and make it to the band. You can write a check directly to the Cast Tech Alumni Association and mark it to the band. You can also write a check to the um, cast the CTMB Parent Association and 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 like that, um, you know, mark that for, down for the band as well. Well, so, I will be putting all of those. Um, and if you could like drop me an email with all of those links, I'll make sure that I put all those links up on all my platforms also, because you know. Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know. Yeah. yeah that's Send that right. right out. Yes. I mean that's that's it's really really important. Uh, Marquita, I want to thank you for all you do, um, and especially for for this for what you're doing for this. I know that it doesn't sound like your your schedule is going to slow down. If anything, it's probably going to uh, speed up as you try to to get this together. And I'm hoping that people will step up and do it. Don't make our cast technicians. You wait till the last minute to get their uniforms, you know. Thank you. You know. Thank you. You know. <laughs> we don't want that. They're running to the airport, you know, hoping that the box will be there when they get there to get dressed, you know. We want right. them to have time to have everything they need and go in there and represent like we know they will. Thank you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also congratulations on your twins graduating that's a and in addition to everything else I know that that has to be one of your when you look back at all of that and know that in the process of all of this that you raise these two remarkable individuals who are carrying on the music legacy and then also going on to do their own thing yes thank you so much Michelle mm-hmm. so um as you go through, I mean, if you send me any links you have, any PR about it, I will also be sure and pass that on. And I challenge all of my cast technicians, and I'm thinking of somebody right now who I'm going to to talk to this week who mm-hmm. doesn't live here anymore but is quick to talk about, you know, a whole cast technician. I'm going to be quick to call her and, and say, hey, did you know about this? 
write a check. <laughs> okay, well, Mark- awesome. well, Marquita, I want to thank you for your time here this afternoon. Absolutely, thank you. It's been a joy, actually. I was a little nervous, but it was fun. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't make them all cry. <laughs> no, no, I try. Right. I try to make it be a joy and be fun, and um, and to get you that support. I think it's just like really, you made me feel good when I saw that you went back to Cast Tech and what you were doing because I know you as a person. And then, you know, and like I said, you know, here we are. How often do we get a chance to go back and do at the place that got you got your stuff? So thank you for all you do. Thank you. Thank okay. you. I appreciate it. I want to thank my guest, the director of band at Detroit's Cass Technical High School, Marquita Moore. Moore is honored and excited to be instructing the symphonic, concert jazz, and marching bands at CAS. She's currently raising funds to help send the band to Washington, D.C. to participate in the 2020 National Memorial Day Parade. Detroit's Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib nominated the CAS Tech Marching Band to participate in the National Memorial Day Parade. At a recent rally in Detroit, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders and Representative Tlaib each pledged $5,000 from their campaigns to support the Cast Tech Marching Band. The students have $18,000 left to raise to cover travel expenses. Tax-deductible donations can be made through the Cast Tech Alumni Association website marked for the Adopt a Marcher fundraiser. Be sure and follow Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic for a future show. You can listen to this or past episodes of a show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality, and creating change, right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.